0: Compliance. The final frontier. Tom Fox is the voyager of Trekking Through Compliance. His mission? To explore the original series and seek out and share what it can teach you about compliance. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Trekking Through Compliance, Episode 64, The Tholian Web this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, we consider the episode The Tholian Web, which aired on November 15, 1968, and occurred on date 5693.4. Story Synopsis When the Enterprise attempts to ascertain the fate of the USS Defiant, which vanished three weeks ago, the warp engines begin to lose power, and Spock reports strange sensor readings. They visually detect the Defiant, but sensors indicate it is not there. Kirk, Spock, Chekhov, and McCoy beam aboard wearing life support suits and find the entire crew dead. The captain's neck is broken and the landing party initially suspects mutiny. An inspection of the ship, however, reveals that all crew members are dead and McCoy concludes they killed each other. When McCoy tries to touch one of the dead crew members, his hand passes right through him, revealing the Defiant is starting to disintegrate. The transporter aboard the Enterprise is meanwhile behaving erratically, and only Spock, McCoy, and Chekhov are successfully beamed back aboard, leaving Kirk alone on the Defiant. Kirk and the ship are trapped in a parallel universe by the weakening of the surrounding fabric of space, and the computer calculates the next time of spatial interface will occur in two hours. Meanwhile, the crew of the Enterprise begins suffering a state of insanity caused by the weakening of the fabric of space, and Chekhov must be put under restraint. The appearance of two hostile Tholian ships disrupts the spatial interface, which would have allowed Kirk to re enter his own universe. Spock is able to convince the Tholians to wait until the interface occurs, but when it does, the Enterprise is unable to bur- beam Kirk aboard. After the time has expired, the Tholians fire and damage the Enterprise. The Enterprise is forced to fire on the Tholian commander's ship, and the Tholians respond by surrounding the Enterprise with an energy web. Spock and McCoy, believing Kirk to be dead, review a recording left behind in his cabin. Kirk has predicted that Spock will be making difficult decisions and that McCoy will be critical of them and instructs the two to work together. Spock tempering his decisions with human insight and McCoy restricting his criticism to take into account his own human fallibility. In her cabin, Uhura sees a vision of Kirk and reports to Dr. McCoy that he is still alive. McCoy believes Uhura is going mad and confines her to sickbay. Scotty then sees the same vision and rushes to the bridge where everyone, including Mr. Spock, sees it as well. The etheragem th- derivative is found to act as a cure for the space madness and insanity. Scott is hesitant until McCoy informs him that he has prepared it using alcohol as a solvent, and of course, Scotty being Scotty, a good Scotchman, after a drink, uh, a man could hit a, be hit with phaser stun without feeling it. The Enterprise is able to hold Kirk in a transporter beam at the next interface, then escape from the completed tholium web by using the ship's power to disrupt the space-time continuum and throw Enterprise 2.72 parsecs distant. Kirk's oxygen is about to run out, and McCoy is ready with a hypo of triox, just as Kirk beams aboard and faints. Back on the bridge, Kirk reminisces about having a universe to (coughs) himself, but admits he likes a quiet one better. He then asks Bones and... Spock if they reviewed his last orders, and Spock avoids the question, and McCoy downright lies about it. So what's the fun fact for this episode? Well, co-script writer Judy Burns proposed the idea of spirits floating in space in and around the Enterprise. However, Gene Roddenberry had previously specified in the Star Trek Writer's Guide, a.k.a. the Bible, that stories of Star Trek must be based on science and cannot feature unexplained supernatural events. This led Burns to come up with the idea of the interdimensional rift, which was used extensively throughout multiple Star Trek iterations going forward. So what are some of the key takeaways from this episode? Well, uh, I think the first one was Kirk's uh, management of talent. Uh, Obviously, uh, McCoy and Spock are very different people, but how you manage talent in an organization is a key Indicia of leadership, and while big talent usually comes with a big ego, here uh, Spock, excuse me, uh, Kirk had to encourage them to overcome their latent hostility and different points of view uh, in um, leading together. So uh, I thought it was a very good leadership lesson from Captain Kirk uh, when the tape recording was played going forward. And it uh, really, I think, uh, I'm not sure I really agree with the end where they uh, claim they had not listened to it. Nevertheless, uh, I think it was an important uh, point in the story that they both did listen to it, and they both did uh, actually follow Kirk's advice. So kudos to Captain Kirk. Uh, Next, what about finding smart risk in compliance? And indeed, what is Smart risk in compliance. So, um, one of the things you can do, and I think it was well done in uh, this episode, it touched on it a little bit in the, the prior point, which is putting together an informal team and figuring out what they can do best. So, uh, what uh, bring 25 people in a room and go over all the projects that you are uh, going to implement and see what ideas they have. So, um, using this technique, it uh, can be Term piling on to get new ideas. Nevertheless, I think it can be an effective tactic, particularly if you bring in non-compliance practitioners. So uh, think about using uh, smart risk for uh, some of your ideas going forward. And then finally, um, as a leader, do you have to be nice? Certainly, uh, McCoy and Spock, I don't think, had this problem, but. Um, I've talked to uh, lots of uh, compliance practitioners, and uh, being nice, I think, is a key component of compliance leadership because you have so many different stakeholders. So uh, try and be nice as a compliance leader. I hope you'll join me tomorrow on Trekking Through Compliance where we take up Plato's Stepchildren.